The largest single killer of human beings throughout history has been disease. With the advent of modern medicine and the understanding of how bacteria, viruses, and parasites work, we've made enormous strides in reducing incidence of disease. And in a few cases, we have completely or almost completely eradicated the diseases from the earth. Learn more about humanity's attempt to eradicate disease on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steak, such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is sponsored by Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. I recently had the chance to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond, and I can attest to its exceptional aromas with hints of caramel and vanilla intertwining with its oakiness, which provide a well-rounded flavor profile. Taking a sip is akin to experiencing a piece of bourbon history firsthand. Heaven Hill Distillery may be America's most quintessential bourbon distillery. Established in 1935 after the end of Prohibition, the distillery was established by the Shapira family and has remained a family-owned distillery to this day. In 1897, Congress passed the Bottled in Bond Act, which set forth strict rules for any bourbon labeled Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond Bourbon goes beyond the stringent requirements of the law by aging its bourbon for seven years, not four. The end result is a gold medal-winning bourbon that truly stands out. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. Heaven Hill reminds you, think wisely, drink wisely. To say that disease has devastated humanity is almost an understatement. Much of history has been written by the impact that diseases had on human populations. I'm sure you're familiar with pandemics such as the Black Death, which killed as many as 50% of the people in Eurasia. I've done an episode on the Plague of Justinian, which wreaked havoc on the ancient world around the Mediterranean. The Spanish flu just 100 years ago killed an estimated 50 million people all around the world. I've done an episode on the Plague of Justinian, which wreaked havoc on the ancient world around the Mediterranean. And the Spanish flu killed an estimated 50 million people just a century ago. Between all of those pandemics and epidemics, there were cases of smallpox, malaria, cholera, tapeworm, hookworm, various flus, fevers, and other diseases, which were the primary reason why human life expectancy was so low for so long. As the germ theory of disease developed, we developed techniques for treating and preventing various diseases. Oftentimes, eliminating diseases required little more than providing clean water. Sometimes, however, it required novel treatments, such as antibiotics like penicillin. There were a few diseases where there was the potential to completely eliminate them from the face of the earth. Some diseases can never really be eliminated because they exist in nature. 
We can suppress them through good hygiene and sanitation, but they can't really be eradicated. Other diseases, however, are only spread from person to person. If we can break the links between people to stop the transmission, it is possible, at least in theory, to end such diseases once and for all. The first such disease, and perhaps the most famous example of complete eradication, is smallpox. Smallpox was really, really bad. I've done an entire episode on smallpox, so I won't belabor the point here, but smallpox probably killed more people than anything else in the 100 years prior to its eradication. One estimate I've seen is that from the late 19th century through the 20th century, smallpox might have killed half a billion people. Because smallpox was spread from person to person, eradication was possible. The idea of eradicating smallpox began after the Second World War. Coordinated efforts existed not only to vaccinate people for smallpox, but to fly into places where there were outbreaks to quarantine people and to do contact tracing. The last case of smallpox was documented in 1977 in Somalia, and it was declared eradicated in 1980. There is one other disease that's been totally eradicated, and that is rinderpest. Rinderpest isn't as well known as smallpox, mainly because it doesn't affect humans. It's a measles-like virus that primarily affected cattle. Transmission of the virus was usually through direct contact and contaminated water. The last confirmed case of rinderpest occurred in Kenya in 2001, and it was declared eradicated by the World Health Organization in 2011. So far, these are the only two diseases for which there has been a declaration of complete eradication. However, they're not the only diseases where eradication efforts are underway. We're getting very close on a number of fronts with other diseases. The disease which might be next on the eradication list is probably polio. Polio is a disease that often results in paralysis, including the paralysis of the muscles that allow you to breathe. This would often result in people having to spend their lives in an iron lung as they couldn't breathe on their own. In extreme cases, it would result in death. The war on polio started in the 1950s with the development of the first polio vaccine by Dr. Jonas Salk. It made him a celebrity and caused polio rates to plunge. The last case of polio in the United States, for example, occurred in 1979. With so much progress already made, the announcement of a global polio eradication program was made in 1988 by the World Health Organization and other international bodies. The initial goal was to eradicate polio by the year 2000. However, that hasn't quite happened. Nonetheless, we're getting really close. In 2021, there were six cases of wild polio reported in just three countries. There was one in Pakistan, one case in Malawi, and four in Afghanistan. Polio has just been incredibly stubborn to stamp out. For example, the case from Malawi was the first case that country had in 30 years, and the first in Africa in five years. To put this into perspective, there were an estimated 400,000 cases of polio worldwide in 1980. So far in 2022, there has only been one reported case in Afghanistan. We are now getting to the point with polio where we're just trying to douse the last few glowing embers from the fire. Even if, theoretically, this 2022 case were to be the last one, it would still be another 10 years before a final declaration of eradication could be announced. Another disease that we're very close to eradicating is guinea worm. Guinea worm, as the name would suggest, is a parasitic worm that is transmitted via unclean drinking water. It isn't a bacteria or a virus, so there is no vaccine or treatment for it like there is with other diseases. Guinea worm isn't fatal so much as it's just painful and debilitating. However, given how it's spread, it also makes for a good target for eradication. The worm is only spread from human to human, and almost always from larvae and drinking water. The worm will grow in the intestinal tract and will eventually exit the body, usually quite painfully via a limb. 
and the only treatment is to remove the worm by winding it up around a small stick over the course of several days or weeks. The good news is that prevention is pretty easy. The larvae can be killed by simply treating drinking water, or they can be kept out of containers via very simple nylon or cloth filters. Since the 1980s, the number of guinea worm cases has plummeted. There were an estimated 3.5 million cases of guinea worm in Africa and Asia in 1986. In 2021, there were only 14 reported cases in four countries. Seven in Chad, four in South Sudan, two in Mali, and one in Ethiopia. Angola and Cameroon saw their last cases in 2020. The good thing is, not only are we close to guinea worm eradication, but it's much easier to control and eliminate than viral diseases. It can, however, come back. Of the four countries with cases in 2021, three of them had zero cases in the previous years. In fact, Mali had a five-year stretch with only one case. The biggest global effort right now towards eradication is probably against malaria. Malaria is a disease that was found on almost every continent 100 years ago. It can induce fever-type symptoms and in severe cases can result in a coma or death. It's a bacteria that spread almost exclusively via mosquitoes. Because the transmission mechanism is a flying insect rather than water or direct human contact, that has made it a much more challenging disease to conquer. The goal of eradicating global malaria was set back in 1955, when the World Health Organization announced the Global Malaria Eradication Program. There have been great strides in battling malaria. However, we're nowhere near as close to eradicating it as we are with the other diseases I've mentioned. So far, malaria has been completely eradicated in Europe, North America, Australia, the Caribbean, and North Africa. It has mostly been eradicated in Southern Africa, South America, and most of Asia. So, that's pretty good progress. On the other hand, there is still a whole lot of malaria. In 2018, there were estimated to have been 228 million cases of malaria worldwide, with an estimated 405,000 deaths. Now, that sounds horrible, and it is horrible, but it's shown a steady downward trend almost every year. 93% of those cases were in tropical sub-Saharan Africa, with most of the remaining 7% in India and a small number of cases in the Amazon basin. The war on malaria is fought on different fronts. The first and most obvious is against the transmission mechanism, the mosquito. This is done through pesticides, insect repellent, and mosquito netting. Much of the reduction in malaria in developing countries came from draining pools of stagnant water, which were breeding grounds for mosquitoes. There are also medications that can be used prophylactically to prevent getting malaria and medications that can be used to treat the disease once you get it. One of the biggest current areas of research is in malaria vaccines. A malaria vaccine has been elusive, but in 2021, there was announced a new malaria vaccine that has been shown to be 75% effective. That might not sound like much, but a 75% reduction in malaria deaths would be huge, and it would be the single biggest step towards eradication. We might not see malaria eradication in our lifetime, but we very well might see it become a rare disease. There have been other major steps taken towards the elimination of other diseases as well, without an explicit call for eradication. Vaccines for measles, mumps, and rubella have made those diseases very rare. Likewise, other parasites such as hookworm, ringworm, tapeworm, lice, and bedbugs have become rare as well just due to the spread of improved hygiene and sanitation. The idea of the total eradication of diseases was once a fantasy, but thanks to technology, global coordination, and determination, we've made it a reality. And hopefully, in the years ahead, there will be even more diseases and parasites that we end forever. Everything Everywhere Daily is an Airwave Media Podcast. The associate producers are Thor Thompson and Peter Bennett.
If you'd like to support the show, you can do so over at patreon.com. And remember, if you leave a review or send in a question, you too can have it read on the show.